Hey marketers, if you want to get the latest news, trends, and insights in marketing, advertising, and tech, check out the Adweek Podcast Network. Learn from leading voices across media and marketing with original shows like Yeah, That's Probably an Ad, Marketing Vanguard, and Tech Magic with Kathy Hackle. Start listening now by searching Adweek wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey there, are you ready to elevate your personal brand or company? Meet Viral Growth, your one-stop shop for video content and audience building. Imagine growing your brand organically on social media with out the hassle of editing videos for hours. With Viral Growth, it's a breeze. They handle the brainstorming, scripting, and editing while you simply just hit record. And don't worry about your niche. They cater to everyone, from business and marketing to health and wellness. Are you ready to make waves in the social media realm? Visit viralgrowth.io and use code ADWEEK, that's A-D-W-E-E-K, all lowercase, and get 10% off your plan. Welcome to this week's episode of Champions of Change, Shattering Ceilings in Sports, where each week we spotlight the women and non-binary people making a difference in the sports world, both on and off the field. Every Friday, hear how athletes, marketers, creators, executives, and more are breaking down barriers and changing the game forever. I'm Molly Cahlane, Adweek Senior TV reporter, and I stay busy covering all things streaming, connected TV, and sports media. I'm really excited for this week, where I'm joined by Athletes Unlimited Senior Vice President Sherry Kempf, who oversees broadcasting, media rights deals, and manages game presentation and production. She's also the director of softball for the league. Before she was at AU, Sherry was a commissioner of National Pro Fast Pitch for nearly 15 years and has been a color commentator on ESPN, Fox Sports, Comcast Sports, Yes Network, and the MLB Network. So pretty much all of the networks. I'm very excited for every episode of Champions of Change, but the focus of this one has a special place in my heart because it's the only sport I'm actually kind of decent at playing. Um, So Sherry, thank you so much for being here. Sure, thank you for having me. Yeah, I am no Hall of Famer, but I do play third base. Well, you have some guts then. That's what that (laughs) says about you. It's fun. It's also great that it's still a sport you can play into adulthood. For sure. Um, And okay, so for those listening that aren't familiar, Athletes Unlimited is a network of professional women's sports leagues. It was launched in 2020. It includes softball, indoor volleyball, basketball, and lacrosse. So Sherry, why is it important to have a domestic women's sports league like this? And how have you seen it grow in just a few years since launch? Well, I I think it's important because uh, we need women's professional sports to expand. We need the opportunities in all sports uh, for women. And I think just the statement of... Athletes Unlimited adding four women's professional sports leagues in really a matter of three years, um, two and a half years. And uh, 
I think that platform and that opportunity for not only the women that are in the generation now that are able to take advantage of it immediately, but I think it just changes the whole landscape probably bigger than any of us will realize um, for that younger generation to be able to see and believe they can also do it. Yeah, so it's primarily player run. So why does this model make sense for a league like AU and how does it give players this power? I think it makes sense because uh, what you see so often is just the negotiations and so many athletes that are unhappy where they are or feel they're underrepresented in in terms of what they really want to um, see done and be a part of. And, you know, athletes in sports leagues are the faces, period. They are the product. And so I think giving athletes an opportunity to contribute to that, to business decisions and to the direction um, and to the look and feel of what they are such a huge part of and the representation of. I think that just makes uh, common sense. I'm surprised that it has taken this long uh, for this model to emerge. Yeah. And so you help kind of shape the way, especially softball, is developing in this league. So what have you learned over the past couple seasons? I think what we learned right away is that athletes absolutely love this model. They love uh, contributing. They love shaping the direction. They love having a say in things. And then I think that one of the things that I wasn't, I'll tell you, I wasn't so sold on was, would they like the draft, the redraft week in and week out? And it's really something, if you listen to the interviews of players pre uh, in season and postseason, it is something they really embrace. And I think that is um, a, a little bit of a surprise, but super satisfying because it's the model playing out. Yeah, absolutely. And for people listening who might not be familiar, you don't play. Like Players are not on the same team week by week. It's redrafted each week. So it's a really cool thing to be able, in all four sports, watch players flourish with different teams with different players, different playing style, different management style. It's a really cool thing to see. And really to just watch them figure it out. But Molly, you talked about playing softball and being involved in sports in general. What you see about girls and women is that they do love the camaraderie aspect of it, putting it together and really winning together is super satisfying for women and girls. And it's really a part of the joy of excelling at a sport, I think, when you're a team sport participant. And so uh, I think you see that play out all the time uh, with these professionals. Yeah, absolutely. And I do play softball, as I said. And so my my spring season is, we start next week and it goes till kind of the end of July. And that's usually with the same team each year. But because my league, I play for Big Apple Softball, we play on Randall's Island on Saturdays. Our league has grown so popular so quickly that we actually we were going to add one new team this year that I was going that I'm going to be on. I left my team of four years. I'm sad about it, but really excited to help grow the league. We had our draft day over the weekend, and we had so many women turn out that we're actually going to have four new teams. Oh my gosh, that is spectacular! And I think it it speaks also to the sport that you're able to to play it for a long time. Mm-hmm. I want to get back to softball because we're coming up on softball season for AU, but we just wrapped basketball season um, in Dallas uh, two, three weeks ago at this point. 
Um, but this was also the first year that games were available on WNBA's League Pass, which I've had for years. But so now people who were are into the WNBA who might not have seen an AU game before were able to watch all of these. And I know I certainly did. Um, I have a very big soft spot for Veronica Burton as a Northwestern alum. Um, so she had a fun season. And then seeing players like Natasha Cloud, it's awesome. But how do broadcast deals like this help AU? And where do you see kind of more opportunity, either for basketball or for some of the other sports the league has? Well, I, I think being in a partnership position with the WNBA was really big for us because I think, you know, it is part of our culture. It's part of our sort of just whole uh, mantra that we are here to support. We are here to grow. We are here to, to help expand opportunities and not dilute the pool and not try to be king of the hill or queen of the hill. Um, but to really work together and enhance the opportunities for women overall. And that's how the league was built. And so I think um, when, and we even saw it on social and just the expressions from fans to really to really be, uh, it was just a, a breath of fresh air to see two leagues really uh, stand together and all of our content be available on the WNBA's League Pass platform. And I think it was good for subscribers like you uh, to be able to get more basketball um, at a different time of year than the WNBA was competing. Um, but I, I, I just think, too, that it does make a huge statement, and that is we are stronger together. Absolutely. And who doesn't want more basketball? Exactly. Um, and something that's really cool about basketball in particular for AU is it gives a domestic opportunity for players instead of having to go compete in what, say, Russia or um, Hungary, Turkey. So players get to stay stateside because, I mean, the reason a lot of these players go play overseas is to make up for basically to make money in the off season. Yeah. And I think until you've done that, you know, there, there are a lot of, uh, you know, the positive aspect is financial. Um, but it, it, I will tell you just me personally, I traveling somewhere and staying for months at a time and sort of sometimes being the only person that's speaking English possibly. And there is a sense of isolation there. We see it also with our volleyball players, um, so I think we're, it's something we're really proud of is to be able to offer um, that opportunity for players to stay here. Absolutely. And then Sherry, we're coming up on softball. I think it starts in June, right? That's right. So if I want to watch the softball games, how can I watch them? So softball, volleyball, and lacrosse are all exclusive with ESPN uh, in 2023. So a lot of those, about half the games are linear. So that would be ESPNU, ESPN2, uh, and the rest are on ESPN+. And how has that grown since you guys launched in 2020? Did you have that deal with ESPN? In 2020, actually softball, some of our softball games were available on E3 at the mm -hmm. time. Uh, and we have also been with CBS Sports uh, since the beginning. But um, in 2022 and 2023, we had a lacrosse and softball exclusive uh, partnership with ESPN. And in 2023, they picked up volleyball. So I think, you know, for softball, if you talk softball specifically, ESPN is the platform that really grew softball to the popularity that it enjoys today uh, at the collegiate level. And I think that was intentional. And so it's always a great place to be. Um, last year, we added AUX 
and it comes right on the heels of the Women's College World Series. Um, so that's going to be exciting again uh, for the second season. And you're seeing kind of this increased growth in women's sports, interest in women's sports, rather. And you're seeing that across volleyball, um, basketball, softball, lacrosse. I mean, I'm naming the sports you guys have, but I'm glad you brought up college. I was going to talk about this a little later, but it does fit now. Um, So like last year, Oklahoma City NCAA World Series, uh, it averaged 1 million viewers for the championship between Oklahoma and Texas, right? The final game had 1.7 million viewers on ESPN. That's more than base, the Baseball World Series. When you're And you're a broadcaster. You've been with ESPN for 16 years on this as well. So how have you kind of seen that grow over the years? And what does it mean for the growth of softball in general? Well, I will tell you, I, w- I was with ESPN when I first got the phone call. It was to cover the one regular season game that ESPN had on. So um, that's how far, and that was in 2003, 2004. And so to see the sport grow to the level that it's at right now, just everywhere you turn, if you look at your Hulu lineup, it's, you know, five, six games at a time are on plus that you could, you could watch or Big Ten Network or you name it. So uh, but I will tell you, it was intentional um, from ESPN. Megaronowitz has been the coordinating producer there over softball since it started. And uh, it was, you know, when we were, when as it started to grow and, and Meg was talking to broadcasters, you're talking to them about, you know, make people comfortable. Fans that have just stopped for maybe 60 seconds, let's make sure they stay on here for five minutes and let's make sure they turn into real fans. And, and that... Part of that is helping those fans understand the game so they can talk about it when they see someone in the store or they're at the water cooler or whatever it might be. So I think that um, what ESPN did was not lucky. It was, uh, as I said, intentional. And they have turned softball into a revenue-producing sport at the college level. Absolutely. And the quality of play is just so high. I mean, I think I watched pretty much every game out of Oklahoma City last year. I know it. And I think people, you, you, if you haven't been there, you should go as well because it's a special environment. I know people say that about a lot of championships, but in softball, they are known to softball and baseball, those stick and ball sports stay at the same place. So baseball is no, is connected with Omaha and softball is connected with Oklahoma city. And when you go to those environments, those are folks that have been there. You're seeing people that, that make the pilgrimage year after year after year and love it. And so it is a special atmosphere and a lot of fun. And then when you see it, so many people are enjoying it and just what always tickled me was for people to be at, uh, McAllister's getting a sandwich in between covering games and you hear people at the counter talking about the game. There's no TV on in there, uh, but they're talking about what happened maybe earlier in the day or last night. So it became casual conversation and that's where women's sports belongs. Absolutely. And okay, I have not been to Oklahoma City for softball. I've actually never even been to Oklahoma. I want to go this year so badly, especially not to show my Northwestern bias, but Northwestern, (laughs) they were so good last year. I mean, they They went last year for the first time in like 20 years, and they returned pretty much all of their starters except Rachel Lewis, who's now playing in AU. Um, But so my, my problem is the tournament is June 2nd through 5th. 
I'm seeing Taylor Swift on June 3rd in Chicago. Mm, that's a conundrum. Yes, it's, that's a tough one there. So I'm, I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to miss Taylor Swift, but I'm going to, during the game, during the concert, probably be checking scores. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. Um, absolutely. Yes. I keep saying absolutely. I need to, I need a new word. Each episode, <laughs> I like have a different word that I keep repeating. Um, it's all right. But I want to talk about your experience a little bit. So you're a four-time na- national champion, a World Cup champion with Team USA, uh, had a heck of a career as a player, now then in- as a coach, now just always been advocating for women's ball players. But do you wish there was something like AU when you were still playing? I do. I, I wish there was a professional option when I was still playing. And, uh, you know, I think the generation that I played in, by and large, uh, people were paying to play. I mean, you were making a lot of sacrifices. And if you were able to, to play, I played into my early thirties. If you were able to maintain your career that long, you were, you were giving up something, uh, for the two and a half to three months that you were obligated to play women's amateur, uh, softball. So, you know, people ask, do you, do you miss it? My answer every day, you know, there's nothing like competing. And there's when when you are fortunate enough to do it at the highest level, I, I think you're going to miss it for the rest of your life. Yeah, absolutely. As I say, absolutely again. <laughs> but as we were talking about a little earlier, just the way that I'm still able to play softball, but not, I mean, obviously not at a competitive level in the way that you played or that the way the athletes at AU play. But I do think even in the last 10 years or so, we've seen more opportunities for people to be able to continue to play. Um, and and I think that's a that's a big deal. So I taught pitching for a long time. And I also know uh, myself. So I know from the research that women are not going to peak in softball until approximately 27 years old. So I will tell you, coincidentally, when I learned that fact, I measured it to my own career. I threw the hardest. I was a pitcher. I threw my hardest at 27 years old. So I think that I, I used to say this all the time. If there's not a professional level for women, you're not going to get to see them reach their peak. So you can enjoy them and you can love what they do as a college player. And you can think, wow, this is, it's fantastic. This is so entertaining, but it's also sad if you Mm -hmm. think about that and realize that you're never going to see that player that that is really amazing you and impressing you, you're never going to see her reach her potential if there's not the professional platform for her to be able to continue her career and, and do that. So I I would imagine the age is similar uh, for other sports. Mm -hmm. And I think that not only do the athletes deserve the opportunity to reach their potentials, but fans deserve the opportunity to see it happen. I definitely want to be able to see someone like Montana Fouts pitching when she's 27, because if she's not peaked yet, who knows? Um, I think now is the perfect time to take a quick ad break, and we will be right back. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey there, podcast fam. Are you ready to break free from the social media rut? Hold on to your hatch because we've got just a thing for you. Meet Viral Growth, your one-stop shop for leveling up your online presence. Whether you're a personal brand or a company, they've got the tools and know-how to take you to the next level. With Viral Growth, forget about those endless hours of video editing. They handle everything from brainstorming to polishing your content so you can just focus on being awesome. And guess what? We're hooking you up with a sweet deal. Use code ADWEEK for 10% off when you sign up. Ready to take your social media game to the next level? Head on over to viralgrowth.io and let's turn those digital dreams into a reality. Okay, Sherry, you were a pitcher. Did you have a signature pitch? That's just for my own curiosity. I want to know. I did. I I threw a drop ball. So I did two things as a pitcher. I threw hard. I threw low 70s and I had a drop ball. Okay, for those that aren't familiar with softball, low 70s is insanely fast. Like that's I wish you guys could see my face right now. I'm so impressed. Um, but coming into this season, I mean, you were commissioner of MPF for uh, almost 16 years, 15 years. What did you learn that you took into AU and what are you most looking forward to for the 23 season? Uh, so with the NPF, uh, I learned appreciation. Uh, I always say this, the NPF was uphill backwards in a snowstorm. It was um, somewhat of a divided team structure, um, both in just day to day and also in, in sometimes in goals and long term. And I think it was a, a very small league office, so you had to do a lot of things. And so I, I appreciate, um, I guess, the experience that I got there and the opportunities. Um, But I also appreciate being a part of an organization like Athletes Unlimited with uh, being able to work with so many incredible people um, who love what they're doing and uh, are enjoying really building sports leagues from the ground up. And I'm also appreciative of, of just the support of not having to, to have the burden and the worry of, will this I- exist um, tomorrow? Is this, does this have another year? I, I think you know, um, but we announced 30 million in new funding just last fall. And so I think with those kinds of uh, accomplishments and those kinds of boxes uh, being checked. It's just a huge commitment to the long term um, for what we're doing. And that is building these um, professional sports leagues uh, right now for women. And that's such a great thing to hear that other people are seeing the value. I mean, 30 million is nothing to laugh at. And especially when we've seen leagues historically across all sports struggle. I mean, we're in the 11th season of NWSL soccer right now, but that wasn't before two leagues folded. I mean, with the WNBA, they're in 27, coming into 28 this year. But for the first few years, I mean, there was always this concern it was going to fold. So knowing, having that kind of stability and knowing it's not going anywhere, 
Um, and it, it only goes up from here. That's got to feel really good. And, you know, Molly, not only to us, but also to our partners, whether that is our broadcast partners or our sponsors. I think, um, I think those folks really appreciate the security as well. And I think they really appreciate um, the commitment. I think if you look at our sponsorship, uh, our revenue was up over 100%, I think something like 122% um, in 2022. And I think those are the things that you need too. You need commitment because, you know, I'm not going to say that I didn't care if the normal fan was unsure if a league, if the NPF was coming back from year to year, mm -hmm. but it's critical if your partners, whether that be your, your sponsors and partners or your broadcast platform partners are unsure that then it starts to interfere with your business. That is so true. And then in terms of sponsorships, what makes a good sponsor for AU? Like what kind of partnerships are you guys looking for? Well, I, I think first and foremost, we look for partners that have uh, similar beliefs um, generally as, as we do in terms of being in the um, space of doing good. And then I think we like partners that uh, are going to activate and um, want to be a part of growing. Um, Athletes Unlimited. Again, we're entering just season four with softball. So I think it's I think it's real important for us to be proud of what we've accomplished thus far in launching the four sports. Um, but certainly every day we're looking at how do we get bigger? How do we get better? And I think that partners can help you do that. And so um, we like those folks that look at things and, and how about if we do this or we would like to enable this. And I think that's, um, that's a key for us as well. Yeah, I completely agree with that. And then as I said earlier, talking about broadcast partners, this is something I pay very close attention to just as my day-to-day -day job and then also interested in. So just, and ESPN, I talked to them a lot too about their commitment to women's sports and they had... I think it was 33,000 hours of women's sports coverage and 18,000 events this year. And then hearing about partnerships with leagues like AU, that's just, that's exclusively women's sports. It's so exciting. And the numbers are there. That's the thing. That's the thing, right? When given the opportunity, women's sports have answered the bell. And you, we just saw it in the NCAA college numbers. I mean, those are staggering and very impressive. And when you look at, when you put it in perspective of, that it really hasn't had the push, the promotion, the elevation that just comes naturally with men's sports. I think the fact that those um, those sports, whether they're professional or college, doing well um, speaks volumes. But I, I will tell you something else about um, Athletes Unlimited that I think is important. I think when Jonathan Soros and John Patrickoff put it together. Um, it was done very thoughtfully and very strategically. And I think you see a priority on things like our internal content team. So we have 12 folks that are doing nothing but creating content with athletes and doing that in a thoughtful manner and a creative manner and an entertaining uh, manner along the way. So I think that being able to say to a, uh, a platform or even a partner um, that we have the ability to create compelling content for you as a, as sh a shoulder product and sometimes as a lead product 
um, is important. And we're not relying on you to do that for us. We, we have the ability and the talented folks to roll that out to enhance our live action production. And I think that's huge. Yeah, and the content side of it is so important, too. It's great to hear that there's 12 people focused on it, because if you're spreading that message, too, across social, across, I mean, it, I don't need to tell you how important that is and how it can help drive audience growth. Um, and then, Sherry, I want to ask something else about you. So you founded Club K. It's the largest softball training facility in the world. What inspired you to create it, and how else have you advocated for these athletes over the years? Honestly, I was trying to do something that would let me keep playing when <laughs> I when I first launched um, Club K. And uh, so I had a teammate in St. Louis that said, you should teach pitching. Um, and this is a good way to do it. And she sort of showed me the setup and that was to teach pitching in a class format instead of uh, just private mm-hmm. lessons. And I really loved it. And I was fortunate enough to be around um, some really great people. I worked um, uh, with the American Sports Medicine Institute in Birmingham, which actually led to any knowledge that I have in the the book I wrote called The Softball Pitching Edge. Uh, Tom House, I got a chance to work with Tom House, who had written the the Pitching Edge on the baseball side. And so um, I was able to be around people that really taught me. I I didn't know how to teach pitching. Uh, I had never had a pitching coach. I had never, you know, I was just fortunate enough to, as I said, have have the ability to throw hard and to pick some things up along the way. But um, it was interesting to me to learn pitching. And I thought the need existed to not only teach pitchers, but to teach people to teach pitchers. Uh, because uh, I thought there was a lot of bad information out there. And that leads to injuries and it leads to shortened careers of sometimes very talented young people. Wait, I can't believe you never had a pitching coach. You, you're self-taught? Yes, I did not have a pitching coach. Every once in a while, we had men's fast pitch in, our, in my hometown and I would you know, be able to ask a guy how he gripped a ball or something, but I did not have uh, a pitching coach. <laughs> That's unbelievable. And he, I had this brick wall at my house that was my coach. It told me <laughs> if I hit the brick or not. It was really clear feedback. <laughs> <laughs> Who needs a coach at that point? But actually, that kind of makes Club K even more meaningful because you're giving these athletes something that you didn't have yourself and kind of creating so many more chances for the next generation. It's, that's awesome. Yeah, I, I, I will tell you that. The time that I spent in teaching pitching was um, I it was it was time that I really enjoyed um, for a lot of reasons and um, just being able to be creative and also to know that you are contributing to the to the growth and development of, of young players. So kind of along those lines, what advice do you have for women who want to break into sports, either on the business side or the playing side? First of all, to to figure out that there is a very um, broad playing field, really, uh, pun intended, (laughs) that there are tons of opportunities. I think even in broadcasting, I always try to tell... I always try to tell young people there are realize what's happening in the truck, realize what's happening in the studio to create content, uh, independent content, uh, content creators. Um, there's just a lot of opportunities. Our content creators build stuff that gets into the broadcast. 
So I think I think the obvious thing that a lot of people see in, when you say work in sports, they think be on air on broadcast. Mm -hmm. And those opportunities are tremendous, but they're also limited and somewhat finite. And I think that there are just so many other opportunities, especially now where people are starting to be very open-minded to women being uh, not only in the front office, but at the top of it. And so I think that it's just a matter of trying to put help young girls understand that those are dreams you can have. I love that. And then I have one more question for you before I let you go. But how can people best be an ally to women and non-binary folks who are working in sports? I think to support sports in general. I think that for me, what what I want to see is Athletes Unlimited succeed and grow and continue to be a, a viable opportunity for women to play sports. So I think when whatever you're doing and if you're working in sports, I think that's the type of support um, that is going to make the difference. I love to hear it. Well, Sherry, thank you so much for taking the time. I could talk to you about softball for the rest of the day, but I've already taken up too much of your time. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Molly. I appreciate it. All right. And th listeners, thank you for tuning in and check us out next Friday. Thank you for listening to Champions of Change, Shattering Ceilings in Sports, part of the Adweek Podcast Network and ACAST Creator Network. This podcast was produced by Amanda Sickler, executive produced by Al Manorino and John Hale, and edited by Lane McGivney at Outwell Studios. You can listen and subscribe to all Adweek's podcasts by visiting adweek.com slash podcasts. Stay updated on all things Adweek Podcast Network by following us on Twitter at Adweek Podcasts. And if you have a question or suggestion for the show, shoot us an email at podcast at adweek.com. Hey there, are you ready to elevate your personal brand or company? Meet Viral Growth, your one-stop shop for video content and audience building. Imagine growing your brand organically on social media without the hassle of editing videos for hours. With Viral Growth, it's a breeze. They handle the brainstorming, scripting, and editing while you simply just hit record. And don't worry about your niche. They cater to everyone, from business and marketing to health and wellness. Are you ready to make waves in the social media realm? Visit viralgrowth.io and use code ADWEEK, that's A-D-W-E-E-K, all lowercase, and get 10% off your plan. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 